Blog Talk Radio. I hate you both. I've hated you ever since I can remember. I hate you, and I wish you both had cancer. Cancer? Yes, in the head. <laughs> I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Hello there, children. Hey, hey, kids. <laughs> People seem to like me because I am polite and I'm rarely late. And now, the hosts of the Stupid Cancer Show, Lisa Bernhard and Matthew Zachary. Woohoo! Monday, March 7th, and welcome to Season 8 of the Stupid Cancer Show, the voice of young adults with cancer. I am Matthew Zachary, a 15-year young adult survivor of pediatric brain cancer. I'm Lisa Bernhard, a 15-year young adult breast cancer. Stupid Cancer Show. Got cancer under 40? Sucks, huh? Well, get busy living because the Stupid Cancer Show is here to change the world one chemo infusion at a time. Tonight's show, Survivors Go Retail, with Lauren Brill, young adult survivor Hodgkin's lymphoma, founder of Sweet Lauren's Cookie Dough and Brownie Dough Yum, David Lux, a testicular cancer, founder of Deluxe Honey Drop Beverages, and kicking it off in the Survivor Spotlight, the guy Joy King, young adult survivor, non-Hopkins Tacoma. All right, as a reminder, this broadcast is a production of the I'm Too Young for This Cancer Foundation online at stupidcancer.com. We help young adults fight cancer every day and are bringing the cause of cancer under 40 to the national spotlight where it belongs because it's not okay that 70,000 young adults are diagnosed with cancer every year. So hello, my friends. Welcome back to yet another fun and exciting romp that hay on tonight's Stupid Cancer Show where remission... It's not a cure, and survivorship is all that matters. And as always, a stupid cancer welcome to all of our first-time listeners on the Blog Talk Radio Network and on iTunes as we broadcast live from the chemo desk and, of course, the Hudson Valley home office, uh, our fabulous studio in downtown Manhattan and upstate New York. All right, the Stupid Cancer Show has a live interactive chat feed during each broadcast, and we invite you to join in the fun, connect with our guests and our friends, and ask questions about the show. And that is... Where we are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a uh, live in studio guest, as always, the um, the norm of the show. No one understands norm. James Manning, welcome back. He's James. Waiting. That is in no way a character, uh, a negative character assessment. We just know that you're here every week and can rely on you. Yeah, we can't is, get rid of you. Is Norm from? Uh, norm is from Cheers, my 24-year-old friend. All right. Yeah, tell Captain Steuben and uh, Captain Steubing. Norm, whatever. The whatever. references we are too young for. Yes. Yeah. No, no. The love boat is timeless. If I made some sort of Starsky and Hutch, you know, reference or, or heart, I'd, I'd say Ben Stiller. Kramer versus Kramer, or you know, heart to heart. Yeah. We still wouldn't get it. No, no. The love boat. Come on, you can't go you guys, wrong. You guys need a major, a major pop culture uh, upgrade Enema. here. Yeah. That, we got to work on this. Matt will be culturally relevant in about 15 years. No, I'm culturally relevant right now, except for anything that happened after 1999. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. that was like my Titanic. Then I was done. That's all right. You can only, you can be you can be a dozen years behind, Matt. Well, there was the Matrix and Titanic, and then I just gave up. Then you tuned out. Yeah, it was it. I dropped out exactly. Uh, Hashtag I Y. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so we have a... What's going on this week? 
KK and EE, we didn't actually formally introduce them, did we? Well, they're always in the studio. I guess I should mention them, of course. Yeah, you skip up. Well, you, skip you up have usually. to tell me to mention you, because if you don't, I won't. Kenny Kane, Aaron Eloise, our fabulous awesomeness, are in the studio. Great to begin my 80-hour work week. Yes. Yeah. Only 80? Only. Okay. Does that include hugging my children? Uh, occasionally. occasionally. That's overtime. Okay, I see. KK, now, suck it up. You're young. Yeah. I guess so. Now, the two of you... Went down to Nashville. We did. Yes. For the third annual I'm Still Beautiful Fashion Cancer Benefit for I2Y. I'm like uh, Johnny Johnny Cash. I've been to. Uh, no, I'm not even going to go. Not there. even go there. <laughs> it was also. You've a been concert. to Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron, why don't you tell us about the event? Uh, well, the event was a cancer. Uh, it was a benefit for us. It was a fashion show and a concert. Um, so we had. There were some great bands that were playing. Um, they had, let's see, the Kopecky Family Band yes. and the Features, who I believe were on tour with Kings of Leon this past yeah, year. Yeah, they had some pretty good pretty good talent down there. It, it was a really, really great show. And all the uh, models that evening were survivors themselves, so that was really fabulous. It was just awesome. a good time. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. met up with our uh, our good new friend Rob Rufus, is that right, KK? I, I did. Yes. Rob from the Blacklist Royals. Great meeting. Awesomeness. Them. We're uh, working. We got some big plans in the works with uh, that band for uh, hopefully coming up for the uh, Warp Tour. Yeah, that'll be uh, fantastic. Good stuff. Warp Tour is my high school. Tease that a little bit. Yep. No, definitely a good tease. The Warp Tour is someplace we would really like to uh, to see ourselves move into. It's um, from what I hear as an old man. I hear it's where all the cool kids go. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I passed hey, out the there. The for the yeah. Oi, the warp tour. Yeah. Oi, the warp tour. I don't know. Hey. That's my oh, favorite. No. no, I'm done. All right. Um, I want to talk about that um, cancer and careers. Our friends at Cancer Careers, um, the nation's preeminent cancer and careers uh, resource. They do great conferences, events. They are. Speaking at the OMG Summit, we're doing panel sessions with them. They travel the country with us as we do our uh, our boot camps. They launched a brand new website, and it is quite frankly very awesome. It's I'm a big, it big critic. Great. I'm a big critic of, of newly launched websites, and they did a great job. They really so kudos did. Kudos to uh, Rebecca Nellis and the um, her crew. Good stuff. Nicely done. And I guess um, we want to talk about this uh, alien life. I don't know if you guys saw this. Or not. This is big news. This yeah. Is like the, they, they scientifically believe that they finally found biological proof of life beyond Earth. Some asteroids crashed into, like, the country a couple of years ago, and they spent... This is all over the news. This is in Time. This is the Newsweek. This is the Gizmodo. Clearly, I'm not culturally relevant. No. This is a big deal. E.T. iPhone home. Was that, was that what we were in a holding pattern? For, it uh, might have been. Okay. Right. It might have been. Right. Okay. But the idea is that they've done extensive research over the last, like, month, Two months, three months, four months, dissected the DNA of this this bacteria they found inside this rock, and it is not of this earth. Really, it is nit- it is nitrogen based, and it is th- this this discovery is current, currently going through. I think they said like the most comprehensive and intensive scrutiny in the history of all scientific data. They're like they're sending this to every scientist. In- their insurance covers that. Yeah, <laughs> but this could be a big deal. They found a bacteria. Um, that might be not of this earth. Scraped off the floor at Wohop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Matt, didn't they, aren't they, I mean, they've, they've kind of found stuff like this in the past, and aren't there some folks that are saying, but this was published in the Journal of Cosmology, I think it is, which, am I getting this right, that some people are just writing, I saw this quote that um, somebody called it a, quote, ginned-up website of a small group of uh, crank academics. So there's some naysayers on the other side of this, too, that say the whole thing is not going to pan out. Yeah, but those people are probably backed by, like, crazy religious people who, for whom this discovery would debunk all of religion. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Well, Unless then again, God created the heavens and the universe, therefore he created inert, non-Earth-like nitrogen-based bacteria. Thank yeah. you. Hey, I who eats on common ground? Yep. I believe in helium. <laughs> <laughs> That's my T-shirt. I believe in helium and the element Valium. Yes. No, are they, been, are they yeah, sure? The element Valium. I'm like, wait a minute. That's oh yes. 
I got That's extra credit element. points. For that, that is an one. element, to say the least. But are you sure? Are they sure that this back, new form of bacteria wasn't just Charlie Sheen? Oh yeah, exactly. Oh. And his tiger's blood. Yeah. There's I'm, a cocktail recipe for that. For Charlie Sheen. For yeah. tiger's blood. Very nice. Very is nice. Is that what Michael Jackson drank? Mm. And of course, there's, there's other news here about the teenage tan, t- teenage tanning ban. Um, yeah. There's a huge movement out there to make it illegal for teenagers under the age of 18 for minors to um, to, uh, to tan at these salons. Maybe I'm our friends that. from Maybe our friends from Australia were behind that. It's possible. During their tour. The Melanoma, what was the name of their group? Sunbedband.com. Sunbedband.com. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so, all for that. You know, and then I thought, well, maybe those spray tans, you know, they should just go get those spray tans. But I don't think that those are completely proven to be. Uh, there's been enough tests on those to show that they're safe. They've got some stuff in them, DHA or something like that, that dyes your skin, that who knows if that's any good for you. But um, definitely those... those uh, the the ones with the lights, the ultraviolet lights, those don't. Um, Why don't I'm, we just I'm the a, ban on those. I'm going to go with Pasty White is awesome. Yeah. com. Well, those beds make you look orange anyway. They don't make you look like you have a real tan. You look no, like they you, don't. No? They're terrible. Yeah. No, no, I mean, like, they, they suck. I agree with you. Yeah. They make you look like you're like an orange juice spokesperson. Yeah. Pasty White is in. Pastywhiterocks.com. Mm-hmm. All right, and finally, some more sad news before we get to our Survivor Spotlight. Um, we do this every week. It's just it's just time in again. Uh, we, we don't have time to announce everyone who loses their battle to cancer on every show, but every now and then someone extremely relevant to the organization comes along and unfortunately loses their battle. And for the third week in a row, we went through a Tia Onsager uh, two weeks ago. We went to Lindsay Rout uh, last week. And uh, Erica Paul Go uh, was uh, on our show a couple of months ago. We did a show on colon cancer, I think, a year ago, in March of uh, 2010. Yeah. And uh, she is an amazing woman. She was an amazing woman uh, fighting colon cancer, and uh, she gave birth to uh, one of our most fiercest volunteer advocates here in the New York City crowd, uh, Kate Donat, from our committee. Uh, Kate is her cousin. And uh, Erica was part of a, ca- a campaign called Team Fabulous that raised money for her and rallied for her. And uh, things took a turn for the worse about a month ago, and we, we lost her, and it was just wretchedly horrible. Wretchedly horrible. Incredibly, incredibly sad. She was a really memorable guest on the show. Um, I really admired the way she was just so forthcoming. She got very emotional, and she talked about, you know, she really tapped into, again, so many of the issues that we deal with. She had a horrible time with insurance with COBRA running out, with um, the expenses of that, and, um, uh, you know, having to rush into treatment and not being able to freeze eggs and all the things that she um, thought she, you know, wanted to do. And um, I know she did get married and has a wonderful uh, husband, and uh, our really our thoughts go out to him and her family. She was um, – I never met her in person, but she just seemed like an incredible young woman. Oh, she was incredible. So here we go. To Erica – we salute you. You will be missed, and we love you. And uh, on that note, let's go to our uh, let's go to our Survivor Spotlight here, and let's use uh, this appropriate. Let's pull her up here. All right, Legaya Joy King. In August of 2008, after six months of being misdiagnosed, I know that story. Six weeks after turning the age of 23 and losing her health insurance, she was diagnosed with stage 4 primary... Oh, God, I can't pronounce these things. She'll pronounce... Mediastinal large B-cell lymphoma. Why can't they... Speak? Just... Phonics, people. Phonics. I can't they use hashtags. Non-high. <laughs> On September 9, 2009, after a mixture of failed and successful chemo regimens, a clinical trial, and a stem cell transplant, she was deemed finally in remission. Currently... She successfully launched the San Diego chapter of IGY. She speaks at Leukemia and Lymphoma Society school fundraiser assemblies and is pursuing an entrepreneurial endeavor in fashion and the arts. The incomparable Lagaya Joy King. Lagaya. Hey, guys. Welcome. Thank you. 
Coast, you have one of the best names of anybody who's been on the show. I'm going to go with that, too. I'm jealous. Well, Dusty Showers always wins, but LaGaia, you, you nah. definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, Eric posted a Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy song. It's like my anthem. Yeah. Oh, my first the... name is actually a translation of my middle name. So my name is actually Joy, Joy, King. Nice. Oh, happy. neat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm extra, extra happy, apparently. Fantastic. I guess it's easier to say than Lagaya Lagaya King. Yes. Yeah. Either way, I guess. <laughs> I have two first names also. Yes. So do I. Yes, you do. <laughs> I heard a quote, never trust anyone with two first names. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you are here. Yep. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. You are phenomenal. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and you, ha- you have successfully given birth to our latest chapter, which is extraordinary. I'm more impressed with the fact that you were diagnosed uh, incorrectly for six months and you didn't kill somebody. Um, I'm, I almost did. I actually went back and after I was diagnosed, I went back to my doctors and I basically told them off on the verge of killing them. Um, I was, I, they kept telling me like I had something wrong with my skin. They sent me to a dermatologist. They told me I had eczema and I was like, no, I don't. I really don't have eczema. <laughs> and they put me on like, they put me on these crazy, like barely shower, don't use hot water, slather yourself in Vaseline, these just disgusting, um, like <laughs> routines and nothing worked. And every time I'd say, no, this isn't right. Nothing's helping me. And mm, they had nothing else to tell me. So let and, me get this uh, right. I, you actually ended up having cancer, but they told you not to shower. <laughs> yeah, well, because they thought I had, like, a skin, because I was really itchy. So they thought I had, like, eczema or some kind of skin thing. Yeah. So they told me, you know, don't shower as often as you want to shower um, every few days. Um, and, like, then slather yourself in Vaseline, put on this corticosteroid, all this stuff. It was really disgusting. It actually made me feel worse. And... um it it proved not to work at all, so I stopped that. I showered, thank God, and um, and you know six weeks after I stopped going to those doctors because I had just lost my health insurance, and um, six weeks it got to the point where I couldn't I couldn't handle it anymore. I hadn't been sleeping in thirty days. Um, I couldn't like I was having trouble breathing. I ended up in the ER, and that's finally when I got diagnosed. Um, six weeks after I lost so, my health insurance. So I'm going to chime in here and just say that I think I found somebody who beats my story of Robitussin for brain cancer, which is Vaseline for lymphoma. Yes, that, that is what I got. It you win. I have to concede. I'm conceding live on the air here to hundreds of thousands of people. I concede. I've been beaten. Vaseline for lymphoma beats can I, Robitussin hey, uh, for brain cancer. Can I get the, uh, the award on the forum? Because, like, you know, get those, all those awards. On the, I want one of those buttons. We can totally hook that up. Yeah, we will hook that up. Sweet. Sweet. Well, so, is um, our champion of the forum. Yes. It's so, not so, a tumor. So tell us <laughs> more about uh, exactly your form of non-Hodgkin's, as, as, as Matthew, as, as difficult as it is to pronounce in our intro. Yeah, you need to spell uh, things out in crayon for me. <laughs> sorry. Um, it's just a fancy word. It's, it's uh, primary mediastinal. It means that I just had a huge tumor behind my breastbone. Um, I also had um, involvement in my liver and in my lungs, but when I was first diagnosed, the tumor in my chest was so huge that it wasn't immediately apparent that it was in my lungs as well until the tumor shrunk. Um, my form of non-Hodgkin's is actually very similar to classic Hodgkin's, um, the same kind of age demographic, um, the same like kind of location of where it shows up. Um, it's just missing those special, like Reese Steinberg's, um, cells. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was putting a lot of pressure on my heart. My heart be- was um, surrounded by fluid. Both my lungs were. That's how I, that's really the reason why I ended up in the ER was because I was like, my important organs were literally being squeezed to death. Um, wow. And, yeah. And that's a bad thing? It's <laughs> very, very bad. Because if you I were modeling here on 7th Avenue in New York, that's a good thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it got to the point where the last, you know, few weeks before I went to the ER, I literally couldn't lay down flat. Like, I couldn't breathe laying down. And so I'd either have to, like, sleep, like, 
sitting up or like in the corner of my couch or things like that. Um, it just, if I lay down, it put too much pressure on my lungs and I couldn't breathe. What wow. Your, um, so tell us about um, your treatment then, because it looks like you, so you went through a bunch of different things, clinical trial, stem cell. Walk us through that a bit. Yeah. Um, so we started off with, of course, protocol chemo. And halfway through protocol, they gave me a CT scan, said everything's going right, great, so we proceeded towards the end. Um, I did about six rounds every three weeks. Um, I came home from Christmas vacation, and I had my PET scan, and expecting a call saying, congratulations, you're in remission, I got a call that said, unfortunately, you haven't progressed since your halfway mark. You need to come in immediately. Um, Did they prepare the Vaseline? No more Vaseline, no more Vaseline. I actually had a good doctor this time. And um, I, you know, I went in. They said, you should, we really recommend that you have a stem cell transplant. And at that point, I was really apprehensive about having any more treatment at all. Um, it's, they let me think about it for a day. And I felt, I kind of felt forced into doing more chemo, more scared into it. Um, so then I did, um, but ultimately I did decide to do it. And so we did salvage chemo. The first one they put me on um, didn't work, so then they put me on an even even stronger regimen. That finally did work. I got two rounds of that. I got kicked over to um, the University of California, San Diego, to get my stem cell transplant, and I was a candidate for a, a, a clinical trial of the drug Bexar in conjunction with a stem cell transplant. And um, the cool thing about Bexar is that... Um, it's radioactive, so I was literally radioactive for my entire hospital stay for my stem cell transplant, and I was, like, in isolation. People can visit me, but I was never allowed to, like, leave. They would bring in a Geiger counter and, like, nice. beep, beep, wow. beep, 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 beep That's me. quality and, um, cancer treatment. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, everything that came into my room was deemed radioactive and wasn't allowed to, like, leave my room, and there were just so many precautions, so I... I was in the hospital for 20 days for my transplant. I had to stay inside my room for 18 of those days. And then the last two days, they were like, hey, why don't you get up and walk? And I was like, are you kidding me? I have, like, no more muscles in my leg. So I appeased them, and I, like, did a lap, and I crawled back into bed and waited the last two days out. And that was that basically it. That was the end of it. And when was that? When did that all happen? Um, last- I was died. The last of it was um, I had a stem, the stem cell June of '09. Okay. So I'm pretty so far out now. So coming up two years. Yeah. That's great. Yep. And how did you find us? How did I find you guys? Yeah. Um, like during treatment, like I was fine, you know, with the people that were surrounded around me, you know. I never felt the need to find anybody else until I was done with treatment and everybody kind of went their own way. I have less and less to report. Everybody goes back to their real life, but here I am. I'm still perpetually tethered to cancer. No matter if I was in remission or whatever, it's always going to be there. So um, I remember one morning, um, my insomnia, I just I was on, I think it was American Cancer Society's website, and I found I was looking for groups or like camp retreats or something or anything like that. And I found, I found you guys, and I went on the website. It was right before OMG registration last year. And so um, I signed up for OMG, knew I was going, knew no one going to it. I just literally hopped a plane and flew out there with – I had no idea what was going on or what was going to happen. And that's, you know, that's the story. And I had such a great time, and I knew that I wanted to continue with this and – I was really eager to start the San Diego chapter. So. And Aaron was your roommate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Jen Pates um, rescued me because when I landed in uh, New York, my housing fell through. And um, so I, the Friday night spent at a youth hostel. Then I wandered New York City the whole morning. And then Jen was like, hey, why don't you come over and you can crash at our place. So um, that is what I did. I crashed on their floor. <laughs> we had a very full room. Yes, it was a very yes, nice there was a floor. Lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of people. So, and and tell us about uh, San Diego. You, you've ramped up. You're you're having an event coming up again soon, right? You just had a big a big kickoff event, right? Yeah, we. So 
I can't take all the credit for, you know, San Diego. I've got to, you know, mention Zach, Eric, and Kristen. They, we have been, like, the core group. They've definitely helped out. I don't think we would be nearly as successful if it was just me. So, I mean, it's, you know, congrats to them, too. But we did have our first thing in January. Um, we're actually having our third one on this Wednesday. And um, it's been going great. We have, we've have we been having great turnout, Twenty average 20 people per thing. We're actually planning a, a bigger event, including um, the other local San Diego um, organizations like Cures Rock and Keep Abreast, um, probably in May or sometime after April. Nice. Um, and we're hoping, you know, to really branch out and kind of incorporate the other organizations down here because there's actually a lot in San Diego. So... I, um, that's, I think, what's really fueling I2I down here. So what's well, going awesome. on this Wednesday? Tell us about it. What's going on when? This Wednesday. You have an event coming up? This Wednesday. We're just having another happy hour. Um, we're, we're committed to having it monthly, uh, and we're still kind of scouting out, like, good locations. So we're our third happy hour, our third different location. Um, and, yeah, it's just a regular happy hour. We're hoping... New people come out. Um, I, I saw that people are responding to, like, Yelp and um, things like that. We even got found on um, charity happenings. Uh, someone in San Diego wants to donate uh, wine tasting, like, for nice. wine tasting Ooh. events. They want to hold their own wine tasting for us, have um, for, like, fundraiser. They'd have gift certificates. Um, so there, wow. there's a lot of opportunities here. <laughs> you guys are all invited. And I That's should let you know that um, in September, Kenny and I will be out in San Diego. I'm keynoting at a conference for the National Coalition of Oncology Nurse Navigators, and Kenny is going to be speaking on a panel. We're hoping that Eric's uh-huh. out of town that day. Yeah, we don't we don't want Eric anymore. Eric is, <laughs> Eric's not welcome. But anyway, Eric, as Eric is of course welcome, we want to host a big event uh, that weekend or that week that we're there with you guys. So uh, stay tuned for that. We we have uh, great ideas for you. Awesome! 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 So we have to wrap up, but uh, what 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 would you say the takeaway is for you? What's the message that you would like to share with other people uh, going through this who may or may not have the benefit of um, a Vaseline or Robitussin a Vaseline. for their cancer? Um, my biggest thing is I I actually in hindsight diagnosed myself six months earlier. My thing is always go with your gut. Like if you feel like something's wrong, you think the doctor's wrong like say something because that's something I didn't do like I didn't I didn't want to be deemed a hypochondriac so I kind of skated around it hoping they would come to the same conclusion I did so seriously just question your doctors they don't know everything go with your gut they're here (laughs) well thank you so much for being on the show are you coming out again for the OMG Summit I am I'm going to actually be there out there for a week so great yay well you have to come sit in on a show I will Fantastic. I'll pick you up on that. All right. All right. Joy, Joy. Joy King, thank you yep. so much. Joy, Joy. Happy, Thanks, happy, guys. Joy, Joy. <laughs> Bye. Wonderful. Bye. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Bye. Good stuff. All right, let's get to the news really quick here, and uh, we'll get our first guest. Hello, I'm Kent Brockman, and this is I on Cancer. Just the facts, ma'am. Alrighty, just during this part of the show, we announced to our listeners a whole bunch of newsworthy programs, events, and services that we don't want you missing out on. And they're just all for young adults with cancer. Things like conferences, finance webinars, college scholarships, bar crawls, concerts, tweet-ups, support groups, and more. If you have something coming up that you'd like us to spread the word about during this part of the show, please send it to us. Shoot us an email at info at stupidcancer.com. That's info at stupidcancer.com. Alrighty. Head on over to events.stupidcancer.com, your one-stop calendar for all of our Stupid Cancer events nationwide. Stay in the loop because something could be happening in your neck of the woods, and we don't want you missing out. And as was mentioned in our Survivor Spotlight, we have happy hours coming up in San Diego, Minneapolis. Where where the hell is this? Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Um, and Long Island. We also have a uh, and New Orleans. Look at that. We have our New York City Spring Fling coming up on March 31st. The I'm Too Young for This Young Adult event at Dana Farber on April 2nd. 
a Wrong Way to Hope film screening in New Jersey on April 5th, and the Sam Fund having their financial webinar on March 9th at 4 o'clock. That is this week. That is Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. The Sam Fund financial webinar on their website at thesamfund.org. And uh, let's see what we got here. And Break Cancer, the Livestrong Young Adult Alliance's Universal Record Database have joined forces to bring you Break Cancer, all about breaking records in the name of Young Adult Cancer Awareness. That is your Stupid Cancer News. And now it is time for Lisa to introduce us to our first guest. I'm very excited about Lauren Brill. Where's my music? Her music. There we go. Lauren Brill, a cookie entrepreneur, love that, uh, is adding sweetness to people's lives in a healthy way. That is her passion. She is founder and CEO of Sweet Lauren's, mostly devoted to creating a delicious line of all-natural frozen cookie and bounty dough. It is unprocessed, wholesome food ingredients that have launched in food markets, which in and around Brooklyn and the New York City. Area, and we'll learn much more about this and her website as well. Please welcome Brill. Lauren Brill. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Uh, hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Did you find the landline? <laughs> I actually have found a landline. You wouldn't believe it. It's hard to find landlines these days. That's fantastic. <laughs> welcome so, yeah, to the yeah, show. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in L.A. because um, I am heading to the Expo West which is the largest all-natural food show. Oh, um, cool. This, yeah, it's going to be very cool uh, this coming weekend. So um, just um, I went to school out here, too, so I love it out here. So it's nice to have a little break um, and enjoy the West Coast as well. So well, I think uh, if you're going to make a contribution to the cancer community, I think doing it through chocolate chip cookies and brownies and the other flavors that you have is, uh, is an awesome way to do it personally. <laughs> I'm so glad you say that. No, that's that's the goal. I think a warm cookie or brownie is probably the happiest food you could eat. And yes. to, to bring it in a way that um, feel is tastier than you've ever had before, but made of ingredients that are actually better for your body and um, are conscious, you know, environmentally conscious as well. It it's just a win win win. I don't think the volume of Sweet Lawrence that I ate was good for my body. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's healthy, but in like, you know, wheelbarrow-sized right. quantities. As long as you don't eat the whole pan, yes. it'll be Well, fine. yeah, I mean, that's the goal. I think, I think it's hard to define what means healthy these days or what means what's truly all-natural, but, but I believe that eating foods that your body recognizes, so that's whole food ingredients, it's unrefined, unprocessed ingredients, is it's what's actually going to give your body nutrition, not something that's artificial or low-calorie or synthetic. And so using, you know, the best quality, tastiest ingredients that contain the nutrients that, you know, they were, you know, naturally found with. Nothing's been added. Nothing's been taken away in small quantities. I mean, it's still a cookie. I mean, I want to make the most delicious cookies. These, these aren't made of spinach. But they're made, of, they're made of the best quality ingredients you could have. <laughs> I want to hear your story. I want to hear your story. I want to hear what happened to you. I don't know if you heard the show the segment before, but uh, I got robotized for brain cancer, and our first guest got um, Vaseline for lymphoma. So, do you have a, a comparable ridiculousness to your diagnoses? Um, no, actually, it was it was bizarre. Um. My mother actually had a type of leukemia, and so I, growing up, I, you know, my family was aware of cancer, and um, I actually I graduated from, Cal- from USC, University of Southern California, and I was um, going to move back out there, and I came home for the summer, and um, about a week, I had my plane ticket, I was moving back out there, and a week before my uh, plane ticket, I, my lymph nodes in my neck became very swollen, and it was bizarre, um, and so... My mom was like, I'm not letting you go to California if you have mono or something. I mean, I thought mono was the worst-case scenario. Um, so she actually just brought me to her doctor, who happened to be an oncologist. And so when he looked at me, he was like, it's either nothing, Lauren, or it's um, Hodgkin's. And, and I, you know, I didn't even, I really didn't even check into what Hodgkin's could mean because I, had, I was a yoga teacher for the last several years, I was always very conscious, healthy, very connected to my body, and I didn't feel sick. 
Um, and so, you know, I had to cancel my plane ticket. We did a month of testing just because I seemed so healthy and nothing showed up in my blood. And um, and then after a biopsy, we discovered it, it was Hodgkin's lymphoma. And Congratulations. After, <laughs> um, and it was, it was, you know, beyond crazy, especially at that time in your life when you, you know, graduate college and the world's kind of in front of you and you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. And my world was just turned upside down. But... Um, Basically, I, I looked at it like, okay, thank God that this is one of the most curable cancers. Um, this is crazy. I can't believe it's happening to me, but I'm going to try to make the most of it. And so in that year off, I was like, you know what? I've, when am I ever going to take cooking classes? That's like my my hobby. That's the thing that's going to make me the happiest. And so why not take time, take this time and take advantage of that? So I took a lot of cooking and baking classes and also studied nutrition as a result because I only wanted the best, healthiest ingredients in my body, just feeling so vulnerable and trying to just bring myself, you know, back to feeling really great. And the more I learned about refined ingredients, so refined processed ingredients meaning like white flour, white sugar, just empty ingredients that um, have been heavily processed and um, a lot of chemicals have touched it before it's arrived in your body. Um, the more I learned about them, the more I learned that, like, you, that's, those are the foods that you should stay away from. Like, the more naturally you can eat, the more wholesomely you can eat, then, like, you know, you will feel much better and your body will be receiving a lot more nutrition. And so I started, I really wouldn't allow any refined ingredients in, in our house. And I felt so much better. And anytime I would take a bite of something that was really sugary or just anything that had a lot of white, you know, bread in it, I just, I didn't feel right. And, um... I didn't miss it at all, and but I have such a sweet tooth. And so, and of course, as I was saying, cookies are the happiest food in the world. I mean, when you're, when you, you know, not feeling well, have had a hard day, or just my favorite memories growing up, you know, that involve family and friends, involve baking, and involve, you know, having treats. So I literally, out of a personal need, I couldn't find any bakeries um, that had anything really delicious that were made of really good ingredients. And so... I started baking in, in our house. I just started, like, really researching and finding natural sweeteners. Um, what do you use? You stevia? So, like, exactly. So, like, um, I, I do like stevia. Um, I use that more for my coffee, though. I think it's, it's harder to bake with. Um, I use sucanat, which is um, sugar cane before it's been refined. Sure, yeah. I use brown rice syrup, which is a really delicious natural sweetener. I use pure maple syrup, which... Um, I think is one of the tastiest natural sweeteners, and all these sweeteners contain nutrients. Like there are there are micronutrients, there are vitamins, there are minerals that are still intact. Um, and so, and then whole grain flours, so no white flour. So like interesting whole grain flours and rolled oats and oat flour and quinoa flour and sorghum flour and, and whole wheat flour and just interesting flours that are not used mainstream. Does whole and foods vet? When you Sorry? have, when you, does Whole Foods vet, like when you when you go to them and say I have this product I'd like you to sell, or however that conversation gets started, do they like truly scrutinize your ingredients and your process of producing things to determine if it's worthy to be sold at Whole Foods? Well, they, uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely have to show all of your ingredients and show the location of where it's being manufactured, and um, they have to approve of everything. And you've, uh, because isn't it, you're talking about the ingredients, the, the big culprit going back to the refined white sugar, that's really so evil um, because it's, it suppresses your Im immune system. In it addition totally, to it, having it, you gain weight and, you know, affects your mood and your energy level absolutely. and all those it's kinds about, of things. That's it, exactly it. It's your glycemic index, too. It's like when you become so sensitive and your immune system is weak, then having your blood sugar spike so much, which when you eat high glycemic foods that are highly refined due to yeah. your system then it's really hard to recover from that. And it's very stressful on your body, especially when your body should be concentrating on taking care of itself as opposed to, you know, trying to just digest that hamburger you ate or that milkshake or that big chocolate chip cookie. It, it's really stressful on the body. And I think if you talk to a lot of people that stay away from highly refined ingredients and then go back to it, they can tell you that they felt so good when they cut it out. We see that and coming up in the chat room already. People are saying that as, as the show's on in our live it's chat addictive. room. It's, it's report, totally reporting addictive. that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's you, what keeps – you just have to stop and you have to start with Sweet Lawrence. And so, like, try some. Order some through our website. It's frozen cookie dough. It's sweetlawrence.com, S-W-E-E-T-L-O-R-E-N-S.com. 
Okay, okay, can you post that in the chat room? We'll have Kenny um, post that up in the I'm chat room. I'm not by a computer, unfortunately. Uh, no, we'll have we'll have Kenny Kane or or uh, yeah, 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 and I would love to that. hear people's feedback because yeah. I really think that people feel a difference. And if they have an option, like I'm trying, that's my goal, my mission with Sweet Lawrence to give people an easy option that they can totally indulge in and you know eat with portion control and just feel really good about. Um, but I also use coconut oil instead oh, of butter. Yes. Um, so they're dairy-free as well. And coconut oil is very good for your immune system, as we were just talking about. Um, it helps your metabolism. It helps you. Um, it has no cholesterol. It's a, it's a vegetable saturated fat, and I don't want people to get confused that all saturated fats are bad for you. But it really helps your immune system, and I know it made me feel better. Um, and, so, and your body immediately burns it up as energy. So it's really good, you know, if you have butter, that's kind of hard for your body to digest. It kind of sits in you. But butter but coconut oil good. is a magical <laughs> ingredient. I can't say more about it. So Yeah. Um, Lauren, let's talk a little bit about your family because as you as you touched upon, uh, touched upon your mom, uh, you lost your mom recently. Is that right? After her battle with I cancer? I did. It's I did. It's been it's been a pretty crazy couple years. But yeah, as I was saying, my mother, um, you know, who was like a best friend, a mentor, very strong, amazing woman, um, had a type of leukemia, um, CLL, for the last twelve years. And I have an older brother and a younger sister. And, you know, we grew up with a mother who, you know, didn't complain about it, but we had to go to Sloan Kettering on a regular basis, and she'd had four rounds of chemo. And, you know, dealing with the best doctors, uh, you know, even the best doctors, you know, there's just not enough research. There's not – we don't have enough answers for everything. And so two years ago she had a stem cell transplant actually at Dana-Farber in Boston, and mm-hmm. – we found almost a perfect match, but it wasn't perfect, and um, even that's not a guarantee. And that went smoothly. And then um, this August, actually, as Sweet Lawrence was just kind of launching, um, right before we got into Whole Foods, she she had another infusion of the stem cells and had a very very intense reaction to it, and it was devastating. But she she passed away in August. Um, wow. Yeah. So sorry. Thank you. I mean, it's it's you know. I mean, life is life is precious, and I think I think if you can do the best you can with your life and make a difference and add to the world, which is really what Sweet Lawrence has become for me. It's it's. I think it started as like a therapy for dealing with with what what I went through, but really between my mother and just our whole family, what we've gone through, it's it's a mission to make the world better in a small way and to add joy and to create more delicious products that really value your body and take care of each other and at the same time, you know, really indulge and enjoy life. Well yeah. said. Well said. So I mean, what what are your goals to take over the world? How many other retail stores <laughs> are you looking to get in? Are you, are so you going Lawrence after... taking uh, over the world for sure. So actually, we just won the next big small brand contest about a month ago, which is um, for food products. It's a contest that um, the Rooster Design Group puts on every year, and it's it was an amazing competition, and so Sweet Lawrence won the next big small brand as well as the People's Choice Award. And so with that, what we won was their branding and design work. So come June, Sweet Lawrence will have brand-new packaging, um, and we'll actually be, we'll be packaged differently and have a brand-new, like, beautiful packaging. And my goal is to be in Whole Foods nationwide and within the next year, as well as um, many other retail stores. And... I know it's going to take time to reach the entire nation, which is why, you know, I want our website will always sell cookie dough and ship anywhere in the nation. And we have four flavors. So it's there's heavenly chocolate chip cookie, there's chewy oatmeal cranberry, there's bold espresso chocolate chip, and then there's dark double fudge brownie dough. So three types of cookie doughs, one brownie dough, and again, it's sweetlawrence.com. It's spelled a little differently, so it's S-W-E-E-T-L-O-R-E-N-S.com. And when they're frozen, the beauty of a frozen dough is that you can really just throw it into your freezer, and it has a year's shelf life. So there's no, you know, there's no commitment that you have to make it that week. You have a year to use them. And oh, you find me one person that'll get that dough and wait a year to eat it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, it make it uh, home? But right now we're selling a sampler. <laughs> it won't even make it home. It won't even. And I have to say, the dough itself is delicious. So you can have the dough raw if you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Can you eat the raw dough? You can, you can. I use only pasteurized eggs, so there's no chance of salmonella. You can eat the dough raw. 
Um, I have had a lot of people email me that they haven't even. They're like, at night, I just want a scoop of your dough, raw. I don't even want to bake it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is fine by me. Whatever's making everyone happy. So right now, it's mainly New York City, Whole Foods, and in and around New York City and on exactly. your website. It's, it's, right. It's Union Market. That's in Brooklyn. It's Whole mm-hmm. Foods in New York um, at the Columbus Circle Whole Foods. And in the next couple of months, we'll be at all New York City Whole Foods. And um, we're starting to grow and ship all over the country to different... How big is your team now? So um, it's really just me, but I have a lot of part-time employees that okay. are amazing, and so we're we're growing we're growing slowly and solidly. So, so basically, be... that 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 Pillsbury Doughboy, he's toast. Forget about him and those cookies. Forget about him. Why would you ever? I, really, what happened to me is, I mean, obviously, I have this sweet tooth, but um, and my idea of like a warm chocolate chip cookie, just nothing sounded better, but. You know, I really started to think about it as, like, I grow older, and I'm a, I'm a consumer in this world. I'm in New York City, like, full of incredibly smart, you know, people, the best food you could find. But if I was a mother right now, um, I could not buy cookie dough happily. There's no other cookie dough out there that's made of any of the ingredients that Sweet Lawrence is. And I, I just wouldn't, like, something, a small pleasure like cookie dough, I, I just couldn't. There's so many other products that could be improved as well, but... I want to add value to the world and make it easier and make it more enjoyable to go shopping in Whole Foods or in any supermarket. We have one more question to ask of you uh, before we have to wrap up the interview. Absolutely. Um, do you have any plans for gluten-free or vegan recipes that you can use your dough with or for? Perhaps well, a complimentary book. We are going to come out with a brand new recipe, um, a brand new type, which I'll, I'll keep top secret. But um, there will be gluten-free down Is the road. Is it made of people? Sorry. Is it made of people? Isn't it? Don't ever say that. <laughs> um, it'll be um, ve- um, vegan and gluten-free are possibilities for down the road. I should say that. Good. So yes, I'm trying. I'm trying to include it all um, and make it easier for everyone to enjoy healthier seeds. So really, go to the website, check out the story. I have a video on the website. It's s w e e t l o r e n s dot com. I really promise it's the most delicious all-natural right. well, we brownie you. dough. They are beyond They're delicious. amazing. You have case studies here, and I'm sorry I wasn't in the office when you came to visit. I know. I, haven't, I would love to meet you one day soon. Yes, next and time I'll you come back to New York. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to eat your, your, your cookie dough. <laughs> we'll just, we should just show food. up wherever she is next. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have, like, like, groupies. Yep. Well, congratulations on all your success. You are a testament to the young adult cancer movement and the survivorship community. Um, you made lemon, lemonade out of lemons and just all good stuff. Good luck to you uh, in all your future endeavors. Thank you Thanks, guys Lauren. so much. Thank all you right. guys so much. You too. Lauren Brill, everybody. Uh, all right. Before we get to our last guest, I, I'm obligated to play this. Hey, this is Zach Efron, and you're listening to The Stupid Cancer Show. Just because it's the coolest thing ever. We just love that. We love that. Here, one more time, just for good measure. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is Zach Efron, and you're listening to The Stupid Cancer Show. And uh, this is just for good measure. This is my son giggling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, one more time for the cheap seats in the back. Your children are going to come back at you. Yes, they are. They're going to put you in a nursing home like age 70. <laughs> let's uh let's bring in our last guest here tonight. Where is he here? He is right here. Alrighty. David Lux is the founder of Honey Drop Beverages, an organic juice and tea company that uses a tablespoon of real honey in every bottle. He previously worked at PepsiCo in marketing and sales capacities. He is a young adult testicular cancer survivor, a personal friend of mine, and a recent new dad of his five-month-old little bambino, Benjamin. Please welcome... For the second time, returning champion, Mr. David Lux. David. Hey, Matthew. Hey, what's up? That's awesome music. Thank you so much. I'm inspired. I want to go to Philadelphia and run up the stairs. The <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you were listening in on Lauren's story. I, when I first met her, um, I was immediately thought of you, and you've been running around chasing your own tail trying to get this business off the ground, and it's become very successful. So I want to just step back and let let you share your story with everybody and how it all came to this. 
Yeah, um, my quick skinny is um, I was working at Pepsi for years. Um, you know, your, per your bios and sales and marketing capacities. In 2006, April 20th, you know, one of those days you'll never forget. And I was in jury duty downtown. Uh, was 30, it always happens at jury duty. Always happens at jury duty. And when you're a guy, single at the time, in jury duty, you know, you're not called upon, so you're reading the daily news and the news day literally five times over. And for me, I was just sitting there, and I happened to, you know, cop a feel of myself. And lo and behold, I felt a golf ball-sized tumor in my left testicle. And uh, probably fortunately for me at the time, um, I was um, – actually, I wasn't a single man. Life goes on. I was recently married for four or five months. And thank God for me, my wife – I called my wife, and she was like, go to the doctor. And uh, that probably was probably the biggest and best move I ever made was because if I hadn't been married, I know myself so well, I probably would be like, oh, it's nothing. Uh, you know, I probably would have like, thought about three, four, or five months uh, from that time. But fortunately, with the support of my wife, I uh, went to the doctor, um, heard the news I had testicular cancer. Um, I personally was very uh, lucky where my cancer was diagnosed at stage 1A, so my tumor hadn't um, yet, yet uh, metastasized to my lymphatic system. And I was fortunate where I just had um, you know, my tumor removed, and I never had to have chemo radiation, and uh, been on um, actually uh, surveillance for over five years. And come this May, it will be my five-year anniversary. Um, so I'm pretty excited. And uh, for five years, I'll be cancer-free, which is actually a big feat. That's a big Congrats. deal. Yeah, thank you very much. Wow. But, um, but how I um, – so coming back to you know, where I am today, um, that was April 20th, uh, had my surgery on April 25th, and uh, really was changed my life. And um, going to uh, Sloan Kettering, uh, going to visit nutritionist, and actually hearing uh, Laura, and I actually um, also um, uh, started learning a little bit more about nutrition and um, learned that refined sugars and white sugars and white flour and refri- refined products really were, are not good for you. Because when they die, um, go into your body and go into your bloodstream, they uh, you know increase and spike your blood sugar level, which is bad for two reasons: one, just sucks for diabetes, and two, it's actually pretty bad for cancer. There's a lot of research which shows uh, sugar in cells and cancer cells actually helps spread cancerous cells. Um, I decided um, just Pepsi, even though it's a great place, had uh, great friends, been there forever, just probably wasn't the right uh, fit for me at that time. I uh, just didn't feel the love of uh, marketing uh, the products there, so I left and uh, was consulting on my own. At that time, it was actually when I met my man, Matt. Thank God uh, our mutual friend, Michael Blatter, told me there's this crazy Jewish guy who is all about <laughs> cancer, and you guys have to meet. And so we met at Junior's, and we shared a cheesecake. Uh, a cheesecake. I'll never forget it. That's right. And uh, that's With actually all when, the refined uh, sugar we could have eaten. I was uh, going to exactly. say, like, you, got, you, thing, you went on you know, sugar overload. You went on sugar overload. In your no, we, were, we were on a high. Because yeah, at that time, Matthew, York, at that time Matthew had just launched I2Y. And I yeah. remember he told me, you know, this website just got voted, you know, a top website by Time Magazine. And I was like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. And, uh, so you know, Matthew, yep. No, so, go ahead, so I was going to say, so when did you uh, jump on the honey bandwagon? So, um, you got to forgive me since I've had my son. I probably can't remember anything. I can't remember, like, the past hour uh, previously. Um, honey, um, so coming, coming back, I left Pepsi. In February 2008, I was consulting on my own, and uh, my nutritionist at Sloan Kettering gave me this article about honey, that honey naturally has vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. Um, it's great in your throat if you have a sore throat. And um, it's actually great in your body because it digests slowly in your body, kind of what Lauren was talking about. And literally the next day I was going to do a consulting gig in Dallas, and on the cover of the USA Today was an article how honey clinically is better on your throat uh, than it's cough syrup. And I was like, oh, my God, honey is amazing. So I started just uh, walking around stores and investigating brands that claim to have honey in them in the summer of 2008, and I realized everyone actually sweetens their brands uh, the people who claim to have honey in them sweetens their brands with white refined sugar and don't use honey. And if they use honey, they use you know, 0.01% honey. Uh-huh. So uh, being uh, you know, kind of this wacky entrepreneur, I was like, you know what, let's take a swing at it. Uh, I developed a brand called Honey Drop. 
because I wanted to communicate as a drop of honey, drop of juice, drop of tea, and um, quickly developed a brand and launched it at a trade show in Boston at the end of 2008. And uh, from there, uh, as of today, we're in uh, half the Whole Foods around the country. We're in uh, a bunch of other retailers. And I will be joining Lauren at this uh, trade show in L.A., Natural Products Expo West, this Friday, where we're launching uh, some more flavors, a custom bottle, and uh, continuing to try to score our business slowly. And like Lauren, I saw on your website, too, you've gotten a lot of great press pickup, including little celebrity burb, blurbs like Hugh Jackman seen purchasing a bottle of uh Yeah, that was really cool. Um, I personally was sampling the product at the, uh, the Chelsea Whole Foods on um, 7th Avenue and 24th Street. Matthew has uh, probably been there. It's right around the corner yeah. of our friend's office, uh, Mirabal. And uh, Hugh comes in on Sunday with his kid, and his kid is, like, mm-hmm. downing every sample on my table. And next thing I know, Mr. Wolverine himself comes over and is down. him. he's like, this is great stuff. So uh, <laughs> he went to the cooler and to go find it, and we had recently sold out. He looks at me, he's like, hey, mate, what's up? So I started chucking him bottles across, like, uh, nice. Whole Foods. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there he loved it. So it was, that, was, that was a great time. Get I remember... Open- Open Sorry, the we, Australian. I, I was going to say, get him to open the Australian market for you. Exactly. There's actually really good uh, honey in New Zealand called Manuka honey. So uh, oh. we we got to go. Actually, Manuka honey is so good, they actually use it to treat wounds. So uh, there's something that's happening down there in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Maddie, I'm going to cut myself in, in, in Australia. <laughs> uh, Dave, I remember very, very vividly watching you put together your your PowerPoint deck at the time and he he went through so many lengths to understand what style of bottle he sh- you should use, what materials it should be made out of, what shape it should take, how many ounces. Like you really put your love and passion and hard work into getting this on the onto the onto the scene. I gotta give you more credit than you deserve because it like well then you know you deserve. Just really, really, I'm so impressed. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But what's more impressive, giving birth to a, uh, a beverage company or a child? Yeah, you had to throw it out there. Um, as much as my entrepreneurial heart would love to say, you know, the bottle, um, nothing in the world will ever beat September 17th, 2010 at 1.12 p.m. when mm-hmm. uh, my son Benjamin was born. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, actually being a testicular cancer survivor, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I um at Cornell uh, Presbyterian, I had two words before I fainted. I was like, am I going to live? And the doctor was like, yes. And I was like, am I going to have kids? And they were like, yes. And I just passed out. Oh, um, did. And then literally, uh, you know, five and a half, close to six months ago, uh, Benjamin was born. It was literally one of the greatest experiences of my life. Did so, you have to do um, in vitro or was this natural? Um, I got very lucky in terms of, I guess that's why I call it deluxe. I'm lucky. Um, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I actually did free sperm. Um, my sperm count did go down, but fortunately, because uh, of the human body, uh, one testicle can actually do the same as two just over time. It's a muscle that just kind of has to uh, get uh, worked back up again. And uh, we actually uh, gave birth naturally. Uh, the magic was my wife and I took a trip to Germany in, uh, let's see, now December 2009, and uh, we found out we were having a baby in 2010. It's all about Germany. It's all about Germany. Those Germans. <laughs> and well, so your your surgery, David. Though, what did they? They. I'm assuming they had to remove the entire testicle. Correct. So, um, what was interesting for me, and you know, when I was diagnosed, I, I candidly I knew nothing about cancer. My perception of cancer was you had to live in Florida and go to Denny's for the <laughs> you know midnight special at or the you know, dinner special at 4 p.m. and you had to have blue hair. Um, yeah. I knew nothing about cancer, and uh, when they told me, that's why I passed out. I was like, how could it happen to someone who was 30 years old? I was running six miles a day around Central Park. I was like, had 8% body fat. I was like, I'm in such good shape. And when I was told I had a tumor in my body, um, it was a little bit of a shock initially to say, hey, for us to really know, um, you know if you have a tumor, we're going to have to remove the testicle. Unfortunately, if it's not cancerous, we can't just put it back in. That's it. Um, but uh, fortunately, um, you know, after you know, ten minutes of soul searching, that was it. So uh, they removed it. Uh, the pathology, fortunately, showed that there was no, um, you know, uh, can- there, the cancer hadn't spread. And um, 
just uh, been going to uh, surveillance at Sloan Kettering since. Awesome. Good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. So now Lauren came over and gave us cookie dough. So when are you coming oh, over? Oh, my God. That's what it's all uh, about. I'm actually launching some new uh, flavors this Friday at Expo West where Laurel will be. We have a green tea with honey with uh, some echinacea. We're brewing of ginger tea, so we actually slice some uh, fresh ginger and make a lemon honey ginger tea, which I personally love. And then we have uh, a lemon tea, which is uh, fresh brewed black tea, white tea, and lemon, and uh, honey. So I will come and bring you some of my new goods, and uh, you'll have to sample them. Awesome. So David, David, how long until you go back to your old employer, Pepsi, and have them buy you out and make you a billionaire like what happened to the guy at uh, Vitamin Water? You know what? If that happens, say la vie, but you can't. I personally, one, don't think you can build a business that way, and two, I don't think you can live your life that way. Like for me, what Nirvana would be is let me be able to play golf on Friday at 1 o'clock and just be outdoors and be with some friends. And like that would make me happy. And that's something you can't do and be at, um, you know, do it anytime you want working at a big company. So for me, you know, being the master of your own destiny, um, if I can get to that point, I'll be happy. Well, you can just sell it, take the cash, and leave. Yeah, and then you can live on a boat. Go play golf. Yeah, you know what, though? But there's something about, I, and this is a, a serious statement, there's something about building a company, hiring people, working with friends, and, and seeing growth that yeah. you can't get working at a big company. We've gone from me being by myself sitting next to a desk uh, at uh, my friend's agency where Matthew and I used to you know, converse constantly. So we have an office now. We have five full-time people. We're about to hire you know, three more full-time people. And uh, there's growth. And like to me, also another thing that's great about small businesses: you hire people, and you kind of are giving back. So uh, we'll see how long we can get this ride going. Great. So are you? Uh, we asked Lauren if she's going to take over the world. Obviously, uh, you want to stay taking over the world reasonably. So are we looking to get this into um, you know other stores beyond Whole Foods? Yeah, we're in um, in New York City. We're in around 200 other accounts, from like Bikram Hot Yoga Studios to High End Delis. I cite Whole Foods just because like they're the biggest and most well known. Right. Um, you know, right now I'm trying to take over Brooklyn to go to Dumbo. We're in like places like Foragers. We're all over Williamsburg, all over Park Slope and Brooklyn Heights. Um, so we try to um, you know sell to places that I consider a little bit more upscale, a little bit more healthy. And the consumer who uh, has a, a knowledge about honey, that honey is a little bit healthier, honey, natural vitamins and minerals, that consumer will shop at these places. So you're not going to find us at, like, you know, unfortunately, at the pizzeria down in, uh, you know, down in Bay Ridge just yet. Oh, and I, I live know, in Bay Ridge by a pizzeria. You know, I <laughs> think our lemon tea, though, ha- and the green tea have the potential to get there, though. Nice. Very yeah, nice. So uh, they're, they're not super sweet. But uh, they're 90 calories per bottle, and uh, I think eventually over time we'll get there. And the reason why is I'm truly convinced consumers in this country are slowly wanting less sweet products and also less products of white refined sugar. Agreed. And that's where we come in. And that's where cookie dough comes in. And that's where cookie dough. I'm psyched, <laughs> actually, to buy, get some of this cookie dough. I was uh, listening to the show, and I was on Lauren's website, and now uh, when we go to the trade show on Friday, I'm going to go meet Lauren. And, I'm by stoked. the way, I just friended her on Facebook. I'm stoked. You guys are going to get along like peas and carrots. Nice. Well, David, congratulations on everything. It's been awesome to see you grow this from scratch with just an idea. And here you are four years later, three years later. Uh, humble beginnings, almost my five. friend. Almost five. Yeah, almost five it's years. Been since it's a uh, uh, little bit over two years for the business, five years for uh, being cancer-free, knock on wood. Um, but I do have to say, Matthew, is pop, you are an inspiration yourself. I remember leaving Pepsi, you know, meeting you, sitting down with you, and what you've done is unbelievable. I am fortunate personally that I have a wife and a family that when I was diagnosed with cancer, I had an incredible support system to actually get me through what I did, and not everyone has that, and that's where you come in. So what you do is, uh, you know, no one can take away. You are hired. Hire <laughs> <laughs> right, that man. Now play the Rocky music. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh All right, David Lux, thank you very much, my Thanks, friend. Thanks, David. Thanks, guys. Have a David great one. Lux, D. Lux, the man, the myth, the beverage. We should All have right. called this show No no White Refined Sugar. <laughs> the sugar 
Chuck, the sh- I can't speak. The Sugar Sucks Show. There yeah. we go. Uh, is that it? Are we well, done? I think that's it. I think, I think we've pretty it. much gotten our message out there. We finished on time. And finished on time. That well, almost never Why happened. am I looking at Kenny? We finished on time. I don't know. Okay. But like I did anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have anything coming up this week? A whole lot coming up. Yeah? Everybody check out the Stupid Cancer Forums. Oh, the forums. StupidCancerForums.com. We're almost to 400 members, which is unreal, unreal in three months. Ow! Uh, we have yeah. a lot of people we're reaching who have just been diagnosed, as we've been talking about tonight. And they want to talk to you, people who have been through it. So go on there. And even if you uh, post once or twice your story, they, they want to hear it. Yep, they want to Th- see it. Think about the person in the hospital bed who is reading this and uh, drawing strength from your post. Yep. So Good stuff. Speaking good. of which, somebody who had a uh, uh, big day today, uh, Amanda, our fabulous uh, broadcast. Amanda Freeman. Amanda Freeman, who went for a whole battery of... Uh, Test today, and we're uh, thinking of her as always, and want to give her uh, a big hello and big shout out from our from our I, crew. I saw that she added uh, a nurse to her um, arsenal of people she's uh, abused and oh, battered. Oh, it, good. Oh, no. it, it, at first, it was an old woman. She uh, dare I say bitched out. Yes. And then uh, dare you say dare I say, and now she's bitched out a nurse. Nice. So she's going through. Next, it'll be her doctor. I'm sure yeah. they deserved it, though. Um, she wouldn't do oh, it yeah. unless they deserved it. She's too innocent. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess with that said... This every moment is brought to you by Everman Angels. Be well, number one. And now it's time for our closing sequence. Prepare to activate. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. You ever seen a grown man naked? And so, to all of you, a fond farewell. Hooray, I'm helping. You are a meathead. Oh, Magoo, <laughs> you done it again. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. All right, folks, that's tonight's show, our 174th broadcast. We hope you had as much fun as we did poking a stick at stupid cancer. I'd like to thank our in-studio guests, James Manning, and our show guests tonight, Lagaya Joy King and our Survivor Spotlight, and Lauren Brill and David Lux, Deluxe, the man, the myth, the legend, Survivor's Gone Retail. Please come back and join us next week when we'll be talking stupid diabetes. With Jeremy Weisbach, young adult diabetic and founder of JimmyInsulin.org, Meredith Sports, young adult type 1 diabetic, 10 years out, marketing director of JimmyInsulin.org, and the trifecta on JimmyInsulin.org, kicking off this patient spotlight, Ryan Hosley, young adult type 1 diabetic and the athletic committee chair for JimmyInsulin.org. All right, if you missed any of our past shows, subscribe to the iTunes podcast and download them all for free at iTunes.stupidcancer.com or check out the archives at stupidcancershow.com. Remember, if it's not stupid, it's not cancer. We'll see you all back here next week live from the chemo deck. Lisa Bernard, Bernard, Lisa Bernie, Lisa Bernhard, <laughs> Captain Stewie, and I wish you all a great week. Go to bed, Kenny Kane. Good night, all.